Good afternoon, everybody. How are you guys doing? Awesome. Awesome. Are you sure? Are you ready? (laughs) Wonderful. Let's just pray. Just pray. Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you that you are here. We honour your presence in this place. We thank you for your word. We thank you that your, your word has the power to set us free. And I pray for every person in this place. I pray for every heart to be open to what you have to say. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. It's been a while, eh? It's been a while. I think I let you guys go too long. Too long, too long. Well, (laughs) you're still recovering. No, 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 no. It's quick and easy. Painless. Actually, that depends on you. It depends on you. Well, this afternoon, I just want to spend some time just to talk to you about what the Lord has put on my heart for us as a church. And I know that what he has for us is huge. What he has for us is really great. And while I was preparing for this and I was asking the Lord, actually it was, he's been speaking to me for the last couple of weeks about just dealing with some heart issues. When I was praying and saying, I actually said, you know, I want to take the word this week because I really feel like the season that we're going to enter into as a church is massive, it's big, it's great. But if our hearts are not aligned, our hearts are not set right, our hearts are not in a good place, then we won't be able to manage, handle what God has for us. All right? So how many of you are ready? How many of you have your hearts ready, open today? (laughs) I see a lot of nervous faces in the crowd today. But here's my request. You might hear some things that you've heard before. You might sit there and think, oh, I've already heard this. Oh, heart, oh, my goodness, again. That's you being familiar with the Word. And I don't want you to be familiar with the Word. I want you to listen to it as if it's the first time you've heard it. Your heart should be positioned today to say, God, I am ready for what you have for me. And I know there's a lot of heart issues, any area we can deal with, but the Lord was just saying, deal with one particular thing. And in fact, when we were in New Zealand this, just a few weeks ago, we were driving through the beautiful countryside and going through the farmland and looking at everything that, that is there. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is home. I miss this. 
And then we came across this farm area and we were told that a very wealthy man has just come into that part of the country and he has just gone knocking on farmers' doors and saying, how much do you want for this land? And if the farmer gave an amount, this wealthy person said, I'm going to double it out of here. You're slowing me down. Now, this is all farmland where you see only cows and sheep, a lot of cows and a lot of sheep. And he's buying these farmers out because he wants to grow avocados. He wants all of that to be avocado farm. And he had already started. He had already bought out some of the farmland and we were... You, it was acres and acres and acres of just avocado trees. And when I heard that, in my heart I felt a bit offended. Here it is, but it had nothing to do with me. But for a minute there I had to check my heart because why am I feeling offended? Is because... I'm feeling for a family who have handled this land for generations. And here is this person who comes with a lot of money. Now, I wasn't sure. I had to really just stand quiet for a little bit and just ask the Lord, why am I offended? Am I offended that this family have lost out on what they've worked so hard to have? Or am I offended that someone with more money has come? And so throughout the whole trip, and even when we arrived here, the Lord was really just saying, this is something that I feel that the church really needs. Because if we are going to move into something great that God has for us, then this needs to be removed. And he said, you know, I have... The greatest desire for my body and for my church to experience what I have for them to the fullest. But why are they not walking in that? Why are they not experiencing breakthroughs the way they should? Why are they, they not encountering breakthrough, miracles, signs and wonders the way I desire for them to do? And again, it came back to this. And so today I'm going to Nail that. I'm going to nail this thing called offense. And if you are already offended at the fact that I'm going to speak about offense, then that is a clear indication that this word is for you. How many of you are brave enough to say, yeah, that's me? No one. No one has experienced offence? Ah, okay, okay, okay. Just checking. <laughs> you know, John and I constantly talk about how grateful we are for you, how grateful we are for our life family, and 
the people that he has blessed us with. We're grateful for the testimonies. We're grateful for the breakthroughs. We're grateful for the miracle signs and wonders that we are experiencing in this house. But God is saying there is more. And that's the title of my message today. There is more. There is more. There is more. And I just want to start off by saying that God loves you so much. (laughs) That he would have you sitting in this room today listening to this word. Because some of us, or all of us for that matter, have experienced offence. You've been offended at someone or even to God. You're offended at God, towards God. Your offence is towards him. And you're sitting in this room, and when I say that God loves you, and where you're at today is not where he wants you to be, I feel that some of you don't even believe that. I feel that it's hard for some of you to accept the fact that he loves you so much and he doesn't like the fact that you are in the place that you're in right now. But it's not his fault that you're in that place. He's made all provision available for you to come out of that place, but it's your choice. You have landed in that pit because of your choice. And today, I present you with a choice that I believe that after today's service, you will walk out of here without anything in your heart, without being offended with anybody, let alone God. Turn to Proverbs chapter 4. Now I'm going to read from the Passion Translation because this version is amazing. And I'm going to read from verse 10. This is what it says, My son, if you will take the time to stop and listen to me and embrace what I say, You will live a long and happy life full of understanding in every way. I have taken you by the hand in wisdom's way, pointing you to the path of integrity. Your progress will have no limits when you come along with me, and you will never stumble as you walk along the way. So receive my correction, no matter how hard it is to swallow. For wisdom will snap you back into place. Her words will be invigorating life to you. Do not detour into darkness or even set foot on that path. Stay away from it. Don't even go there. For troublemakers are restless if they are not involved in evil. They are not satisfied until they have brought someone harm. They feed on darkness and drink until they're drunk on the wine of wickedness. But the lovers of God walk on the highway of light, and their way shines brighter and brighter, until they bring forth the perfect day. But the wicked walk in thick darkness like those who travel in fog, 
and yet don't have a clue why they keep stumbling. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you and pay attention to all that I have to say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then, as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and radiant health into the very core of your being. So above all, guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. Isn't that amazing? Beautiful. Beautiful. Guard the affections of your heart, for they affect all that you are. I mentioned earlier that where you're at today is not where God wants you to be. And if you can walk away from this place and only remember that, that there is more to life than what you are experiencing right now, and your desire is to come out of that place, then he will lead you out of that place. He will bring you out of that place. He will set you free. He will set you free. You know, situations happen in our lives and you may not know this, but every situation that you go through, every situation that comes your way will leave a seed in your heart without you knowing it. But it will manifest in some other way. And I just want to say that this thing that God wants to deal with us today, this offense that, that, that we've been carrying, and he, he's, I, when, he, when God says deal with it, I know that there are people in this room that needs to hear this. And you, you're wondering why there's no breakthrough. You're wondering why I have not found a job. You're wondering why I keep losing my job. I think I, I have the answer. It's because of offence. It's offence. If you've been looking for a job for a long time, you've been offended because of that. And so you walk to a, an interview with that offence from the previous experiences that you've had. And so you find that there's no breakthrough. Every time you go for an interview, there's no breakthrough. Why is that? I have the answer. It's because you have been offended. And you've carried offense from the last interview that didn't come through, the job before that that didn't come through, and so on and so on. If you are a business person, a business owner, and you're wondering why business is not coming through, guess what? Somewhere along the line, you have been offended because a client has not come your way. You, this might sound really simple, but I believe that after today, you are going to start checking your heart 
Every hour, every minute, every hour, every minute. Because it's not, I'm not just talking about work, I'm not just talking about business. Parents, your kids scream. You might deal with it, but it's left something in your heart. You're offended because of your kids. Parents, they're quiet. I'm going to say this again. There is more. There is more for you. There is more for you. I'm going to say it again. Where you're at is not what God is not where God wants you to be. But because of disappointment after disappointment, some of you have actually accepted the fact that that's where you're going to be for the rest of your life. And you've lost hope. You've lost hope. And the sad thing is, is that many believers actually have accepted that. And now they're wondering why they experience defeat every time. It's because of that. Because what you've actually done is you've given something that is powerless. You have empowered something that is powerless to control your life. Small. It's that small. How much offense are you carrying today since the beginning of time? Since you were born? Since last week? Since yesterday, that has gone unchecked. And you're sitting here wondering why, oh my God, oh, I'm offended already by the topic. <laughs> I'm offended at the fact that a woman is preaching today. This word is for you. <laughs> and I make no apologies for it because I know God has put this word in my heart for this house. That we can be a church that is free from offense. It is possible. It is possible. It is possible. And you, in case you didn't know, the enemy hates you. The enemy hates you. He's out to take you out. He doesn't like the fact that you are here today. He doesn't like the fact that I'm preaching this word to you today. Because he wants you to stay where you're at. He wants you to stay there. He doesn't want you to have health. He doesn't want you to be prosperous. He doesn't want you to be full of joy. He wants you to be miserable. Stay there. The bottom of the pit. Stay there. And so you stay there. You've given him all the power. And now you're sitting there. If you're sorry for me, I am now a victim. That's another issue now. Offended and victimized. Woo. 
Crazy. Unbelievable. But I'm confident that the Word of God can set you free today. I know you guys are clapping. I know you guys are cheering. But it's going deep. It's hitting something. And that's what I want to do. I want to hit it so hard that it has to leave you. It has to leave you. And those who actually believe the word and receive it, you will be set free today. That the next time you go for that interview, the doors will open. The next time you have that business meeting, you don't even have to try hard. John has released the word that this is going to be a credit-free zone. No need to try hard. No need to try hard. I want to read Romans 5 to you. And this is from the message version. It says, there's more to come. We continue to shout our praise even when we're hemmed in with troubles because we know how trouble can develop passionate patience in us and how that patience in turn forges the tempered steel of virtue, keeping us alert for what God will do next. An alert expectancy such as this, we're never left feeling short-handed or short-changed. Quite the contrary, we can't round up enough containers to hold everything God generously pours into our lives through the Holy Spirit. My hope is that as I'm speaking to you today, there will be some deep soul searching and some heart cleansing happening in those seats today. We can't be okay with how things are. You can't be okay with how life is because there is more. There is more. There is more. You know, offense is like a really, it's a yucky thing. It's, it's ugly. And the thing about it also is that you might be offended about something else, but it affects every area of your life. My silence is testing your hearts. We should hate it so much. Why would you want to carry it on and have it for another second longer? Like you don't have to wait for me to end the message and then maybe get into prayer and then maybe lead everybody into a moment where now let's just all be free. No, right now in your seat, you do your own cleansing. You do your own cleansing. Between you and God, you know 
what you've been holding on to. And we come to church. I mean, if you're saying, oh, no, it's hard for me to get offended, just think from the beginning of the service till this very moment, how many times have you been tested with offence? Slides team, oh, my God, the slides. The songs have changed. Why? Oh, it's too dark in here. Oh, why do they have to flash those lights? It's like a nightclub in here. Offense. Really, if you really nail down to it and you micromanage your thoughts, you will see that every step, every moment of the day, you have an opportunity. Offense is at your door. Waiting to come in and ruin your life and take you for a ride. And some of you have enjoyed it for so many years. You've entertained it. Now you're walking around like, what's your name? Offense. (laughs) Hi, I've come for an interview. My name is Offense. If you are not healed from your previous experiences, you will never see breakthrough. Some of you are sitting in this room, you have come here, I'm grateful that you are here in Life Church, but some of you have come because you have been offended from your previous church. And if you are offended today because of this message, at least let me set you free before you go to another church. So that at least they don't have to deal with that. Really, I really want to set you free today. I really mean that. John and I's hearts is that our desires for this church, for every single person that comes here to experience God and all that he has for you. And because of our love for you, we will pick at these little things. It might be painful, but it's only for a little while. Like the song, the darkness won't last. (laughs) It won't last. If you choose to let go of offense today, it won't last long. But if you sit there offended, you won't last long. Because offense is a sin. And the result of sin is death. 
And in this church, if you're new, we actually believe in life. That is a revelation that God has given us. We believe in life. Abundant life. In every area. You know, some of you are going, <laughs> you know, this church talks a lot about money and finances. That's a fence talking right now. And you're wondering why you're not having that financial breakthrough that you've been waiting for. It's because you're offended with the topic. It's because you're offended with money. That's why you're not getting that financial breakthrough because you're offended by it. So if, you, if I can ask you to just scan your life for just a few seconds and the areas that you are waiting for and you're saying, God, I'm, I'm hurt. You have not come through for me in this area. Ask yourself again, why? It's not his fault. The fullness of the Godhead is in us. The provision has been provided 2,000 years ago, but why are we not walking into that breakthrough? There has to be something with what we're doing. Don't blame it on God. It's you. You have the choice to come out of offense or you have the choice to get offended. You know, if um, we were to bring the story of the Garden of Eden into today, let's modernize it to our time. Genesis chapter 2 and 3. God created everything, made man, put man in the garden. I say, tend the garden. And then God says, but you can't eat off that particular tree there. Put yourself in that situation today. God has brought you here. God has created Life Church and he's planted you here. Life Garden. You can have everything, enjoy all of this, but that thing, don't touch, don't eat. Now, if you put yourself in that place, in the garden, as Adam and as Eve, you would be thinking, he created everything, he told me to tend the garden, and now he's saying, I can't have it. Do you think offence would have creeped into their hearts? How can I enjoy everything but that one? I'm telling you, offence will stop you from hearing the voice of God. Offence will blind you from what God is doing. 
the veil has already been torn. But because of offence, you keep putting it on. So you're like this. And that's what you're doing, walking through life with a fence right here. And no matter what, you can experience a breakthrough today, but not fully celebrate the goodness of God because that, another area, he hasn't come through in that area. I'm still waiting for that breakthrough. So I won't celebrate what he's done for me right now. When the serpent came to Eve, put yourself in Eve's place, okay? Pretend you're Eve. Men, pretend you're Eve. (laughs) And the serpent comes to Eve and asks the question, did God really say? Sometimes we get a question that makes us question. God will pose a question that will make you question him and his heart for you. Could it be possible that the offence was planted already because they said, because he said, don't eat. So there was a seed. And then when the serpent came, the offence manifested. Yeah. You're questioning me right now. I'm telling you, offence... Again, I'm saying you're not where you're supposed to be. It is where the enemy wants you to be. But it's not where God wants you to be. Offense, if it's not checked, will slow down your journey and your progress and your growth. Situations will come. Situations will happen. But how you handle it and how you manage yourself and how you manage your heart will determine whether you grow, whether that allows you to grow or whether it will destroy you. We look at the story of King Saul and David. King Saul was the first king of Israel. He did great stuff. He won many battles. But he wasted almost like, say, 15 years of his life running after someone because of offense. Oh. David comes into the picture, slays the giant, People celebrate and they say, wow, King Saul has slain thousand, one thousand, a thousand, and David, ten thousands. That one thing of celebration, instead of him celebrating with the people 
he gets offended. And then he spends, instead of focusing on what God has called him to do and focus on who he should be, he spends and wastes his time chasing after somebody else, trying to destroy that person's life. And it's a funny, I mean, you can go and read it. First Samuel 16, 17, 18, 19. Go through those chapters. Read that story and just see how. In fact, after David slains the giant, he brings him into his house. Live with him. And then when people celebrate the good thing that David has done, this guy gets offended. See, that's what happens with offense. When you are offended, it's hard for you to celebrate someone else's goodness and victory. It's hard for you. And so when it comes to testimony time, why is it hard for you to celebrate someone else's breakthrough and someone else's testimony? It's because you are offended. You're offended at the fact that your breakthrough hasn't come yet. Fifteen years. Fifteen years. And here's the thing. Let me tell you. You know gossipers? Gossipers are just offended people spreading offense. Gossipers are just offended people Spreading offense. So if we say in this church that we don't tolerate gossip, then offense has no place in this house. (laughs) You know, it's the parable of the seed. I wish I had brought some rice grains with me to just throw like this. Because right now, as I am speaking, I know where it's actually going deep. And I know where the rocky stones and grounds are, even in this room. You're listening to what I'm saying. But you walk out of these doors and the word will be tested. The word will be tested. Trust me. Trust me. Trust me. You can ask the heads. During our trip to Australia, I was saying, This will be tested. Are you sure? And you know what the funny thing was, right, Alejandra? (laughs) I would catch myself just saying random things that I would not even say normally. This house is a prophetic house. 
And everything happens here is prophetic. And you wonder why sometimes, oh, John, why does he say that? He's testing your heart. Everything is testing the heart. So I'd say something randomly, and I actually said to John one day, I said, am I really saying what I'm saying? But I know it's because I'm testing the word. I've just given a word. Alejandra, trust me, are you sure you're going to be tested? Are you sure you're going to be tested? Are you sure? She's like, yes, yes. I love you. I honor you. Are you sure? She did well. She did well. You know, the only time offense comes to you is when things are not working out, right? Offense never comes when things are working well. But when things are not working well, we start quoting scripture, everything works together for my good. (laughs) Everything works together for our good. And we stop there. But we don't go on to what's next. To those who love. So how can you have offense in your heart and love for God at the same time? Not possible. You're telling me that you're offended at God and you love him at the same time? Mm -mm. Don't think so. So when things don't work out, if we don't, everything works together for my good. Thank you, Jesus. But you don't read the next part. To those who love God, everything. If you love God in this place and you receive this word, because it's going to set you free, then everything will work out for your good. Everything. Everything. How are you guys doing? Should I stop? (laughs) Are you sure? How many of you are feeling free? How many of you can identify offense or things that have offended you? How many of you are willing to let go of that? You know, as I was preparing, the Lord was like, you know why people are sick? It's because they're offended at that very thing that's in their body. So they're not able to receive a breakthrough in their healing because they're offended at the sickness. We don't need anyone to lay hands on you. You do your own healing because everything springs out from here. 
everything. If you go through health, breakthrough, sorry, a breakup in relationships. Let me say something about relationships, okay? If you've had a breakup and you've been hurt by that and you go into another relationship, guess what? You are going to be hurt again. if you don't heal from that one. I want you to just be real today. Because I sense that some of you are still holding on. You have become one with that thing. You've become one with it. Yeah. She said relationships. (laughs) (coughs) Uh, You must understand, even me coming up here will check your heart. Oh, he's not supposed to preach. (laughs) But just think about this. In relationships, when you do have a breakup, the way you break up will reveal how broken you are. And it's in the same measure that you actually get attracted to the next person. A tree has no control over its fruit. So when you go into another relationship, guess what fruit you're bearing. So you wonder why the guy was really nice when I met him, but five years down the line, pastor, I got married and then he changed. Why did he change? It's because he's eating of the fruit of offense in your life. Some of us have had bad experiences from our parents. You know, we, we, we have no choice with those things. And so... For example, if, you're, if, if a woman, the father was an alcoholic and he was a wife beater, and we've been, you've been in that environment, there's, you've been offended because of what your dad did. The problem is that's exactly the kind of person you make your husband to become. He, would, he wouldn't be an alcoholic, but the problem is you have no control over the fruit. You are dealing with the offense. If you don't deal with the offense in your heart, that's exactly what you're going to, you'll drive him to become an alcoholic. And eventually, you'll end up becoming like your mother. (laughs) Are you okay? In this church, we speak the truth. If you don't know how to deal with your heart, deal with the seed of offense in your heart, the fruit will not be love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It will be, I've come to give you life. That's what Jesus says. But the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. So you look at your marriage and you look at how fruitful your marriage is. Are you bearing the right fruit or the wrong fruit? Because you can't help it. You do bear fruit. 
Do you understand? So when, when Pastor Kelsey is talking about relationships, I really feel like we need to really deal. Oh, he looked at me like that. Oh, his hair fell off. I don't know. He's put on weight. She's put on weight. Everything like this, the little seeds, they go in and four years, five years down the line, you wonder why you're not in love with this man. Why you're not in love with this woman? Why you're not in love with your job? Your job, you, you, you have awesome. First six months, it's phenomenal. Everybody loves you. And then six months later, the boss starts asking you the questions. And you're like, well, how can you ask me this question? Why, who dare you? Where, who paid you this much money? You know, how come you paid that one so much money and we mean not this much money? We have these things because we get offended. You get personal with offense. You get personal with offense. And when you get personal with offense, you hold on to it so tight that even God can't get it out of you. And you must understand that offense, when they were standing, when, when she heard, when she allowed offense to get into her heart, it attracted her to the enemy. It, she was attracted to the enemy. You don't naturally go to sinners. You don't wake up in the morning naturally wanting to sin. But the seed of offense will, make, will attract you towards offense. It will attract you towards disobedience. And that causes you to fall away from God. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? It's very important. The reason why we're stressing on this is because, man, we, church is a place where people, the pastor, pastors have no control over the people. I don't know, maybe you come from a church where the pastors have control. But in this church... We don't like control. There's a spirit of self-control. The pastor is very happy controlling himself. <laughs> Do you understand? With the hope that you would control yourself. Because the same spirit lives in you. But the problem is that we like to control yourself. I want to control the outcome of what happens in your life. How dare you take God's role in their life. It's the seed of offense that causes you to control another person, but actually your desire is to be like God. So offense will make you God-like, and if you understand the commandments, there shall be no other idol in your life. Okay, I just thought I'll just add that because... Thank you, love. <clears throat> Speaking of fruit, okay, everything is a seed, okay? Offense is a seed. And when it's unchecked, I mean, again, I want to share, like when we, in New Zealand, we went to a forest where there are trees that are older than 3,000, 4,000 years old. I mean, these trees are probably as wide as the screen. They're massive. They're tall. It will be so hard to uproot something that big. Imagine a seed of offense that you allow to grow for years unchecked. You have a cowrie tree growing in your heart right now. that is so big that the only way it can be uprooted is by this. Yeah. 
his word. So don't stop at just this message. Go home. Allow this word to read you. Allow this word to highlight the areas in your life that is not bearing fruit, that is not of God, and deal with it. Get rid of it. Don't become one with it. Don't feel sorry for yourself. Don't feel like a victim. Deal with it. This will set you free. So speaking of fruit, Luke chapter 7, sorry, chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, verse 43. This is what it says. You'll never find choice fruit hanging on a bad, unhealthy tree. And rotten fruit doesn't hang on a good, healthy tree. Every tree will be revealed by the quality of fruit that it produces. That it produces. Figs or grapes will never be picked off thorn trees. People are known in the same way. Out of the virtue stored in their hearts, good and upright people will produce good fruit. But out of the evil hidden in their hearts, evil ones will produce what is evil. For the overflow of what has been stored in your heart will be seen by your fruit and will be heard in your words. What good does it do for you to say that I am your Lord and Master if what I teach you is not put into practice? Let me describe the one who truly follows me and does what I say. He is like a man who chooses the right place to build a house and then lays a deep and secure foundation. When the storms and floods rage against that house, it continues to stand strong and unshaken through the tempest, for it has been wisely built on the right foundation. But the one who has heard my teaching and does not obey it is like a man who built a house without laying any foundation whatsoever. When the storms and floods rage against that house, it will immediately collapse and become a total loss. Which of these two builders will you be? Today, choose to build your foundation on the Word of God. It is the very thing that will set you free. It is the very thing that will set you free. I want to read, again, seed, about seed, okay? Luke chapter 7. Sorry, Luke chapter 8, verse 5, and it says, A farmer went out to sow seeds. You've heard of this. This has been preached many times. As he scattered his seed, some fell on fell, some of it fell on the hard pathway and was quickly trampled down and unable to grow and became nothing but bird seed. As I'm reading this, identify which which kind of ground you are right now. Some fell on the gravel 
And though it sprouted, it couldn't take root. It withered for lack of moisture. Other seed fell where there was nothing but weeds. It too was unable to grow to full maturity, for it was choked out by the weeds. Yet some of the seed fell into good fertile soil, and it grew and flourished until it produced more than a hundredfold harvest, a bumper crop. How many of you want a bumper crop? How many of you want a hundredfold harvest? Then Jesus added, shouting out to all who would hear, listen with your heart. Not listen with your ears. Listen with your heart. Listen with your heart. And you will understand. Later, his disciples came to Jesus and asked him privately, what deeper meaning was found in this parable? He said, you have been given a teachable heart. Say, I have a teachable heart. To perceive the secret, hidden mysteries of God's kingdom realm. But to those who don't have a listening heart, My words are merely stories. Even though they have eyes, they are blind to the true meaning of what I say. And even though they listen, they won't receive full revelation. Here then is the deeper meaning to my parable. The word of God is the seed that is sown into hearts. The hard pathway represents the hard hearts of men who hear the word of God, but the slanderer quickly snatches it away, what was sown in their hearts, to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. I just want to stop there. You listen with your heart, right? You listen with your heart. Don't give ear to a slanderer that is going to steal the seed that God has put in your heart today. The hard pathway represents the hard hearts of men who hear the word of God, but slanderer quickly snatches away what was sown in their hearts to keep them from believing and experiencing salvation. The seed falling on the gravel represents those who initially respond to the word with joy. The ones that shout hallelujah, amen, what a word. Just wait. But soon afterward, when a season of harassment of the enemy and difficulty come to them, they wither and fall away, for they have no root in the truth and their faith is temporary. Wow. The seed that falls into the weeds represents the hearts of those who hear the word of God, but their growth is quickly choked off by their own anxious cares, the riches of this world, and the fleeting pleasures of this life. This is why they never become mature and fruitful. It's interesting that in this story, in this verse, in this version at least, 
It says, this is the only ground where it says that they will never become mature and fruitful. The ones that are that care about their own, but about their self, about themselves, and the riches of the world. Wow. If you care about only the riches of this world, you will not be mature and you will not be fruitful. This is what it says. This is what it says here. And then the seed that fell into good fertile soil. How many good fertile soils do we have in this house? Represents those lovers of truth who hear it deep within their hearts. They respond by clinging to the word, keeping it dear as they endure all things in faith. This is the seed that will one day bear much fruit in their lives. We've heard many times that what you behold, you become. And when you have a fence in your heart, that's all you see. People may be just around you. They're not intentionally trying to hurt you. But because you have a fence in your heart, that's how you will see it. Is it possible for a church to be offense-free? Is it possible? Are you sure? Because this word will be tested. John said, we came back and the church has grown. Don't be offended if there's change. Again, I'm asking you, are you sure? Because this word will be tested. Be careful, those ones now. I'm not having anyone saying amen, hallelujah, praise the Lord. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Hey? Don't be offended when you see change. Don't be offended. And I know there's a reason why the Lord has put this word in our hearts for today. It's because there will be plenty of opportunities for you to be offended. I guarantee. But I am hopeful and I am so confident that you, because you have been called, Jesus is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. So God is calling you to Lord over, over those things in your heart that is trying to take you down. You are meant to Lord over that, not come under it. All authority has been given to you. You have authority over that offense in your heart. 
Don't empower it. Get rid of it fast. My suggestion, do it today. If you choose to do it today, like right now in your hearts, as you're listening to me, receive the word and say, thank you, God, for highlighting that there, I do have offense in my heart and I will deal with it today and I will let go of it today. You're going to start your week with a breakthrough. 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 Now we have the amens and the hallelujahs coming. God loves you. Really, he does love you. And whatever you're going through, I know it's already painful. I know that. It's already painful. The fact that you are in that situation you're in right now, it's already painful. And now I'm making it even worse by saying it's because of offense. But I believe you will be set free today. You will be set free today. But be quick. Are you aware of it? Okay? You need to be aware of it. You need to be quick to be awakened and and check yourself. Every time you walk out of these doors, someone doesn't come and hug you. Someone looks at you funny. Trust me, it will happen. And you'll quickly remember, oh, okay. Thank you, God. Thank you. I am called to Lord over this offence. I take it out now. I uproot it right now. And I know that this is not where I'm supposed to be. I know there is more for me. You have not experienced the goodness of God in its fullness yet until you deal with that little thing called offence. Okay? So are you okay? Are you, have you enjoyed the word? Yes. Some of you are still looking at me like... I'm going to preach again next week just to offend you a bit more. No. Just to offend you a bit more, let me say that. I just wanted to check. I was just testing you. You know, it's interesting because this heart thing has been, has started from the beginning of life. For those of you who remember, and those of you who have been with us from the beginning, you would remember that we would have these heart, heart checks. Someone's getting checked. <laughs> we used to do this. We used to do this every Friday. I would spend time every Friday dealing with heart issues every Friday. I don't know what happened. And now it's like heart issue. Now offense, and now it's compounding. You know, it's like piled up so much. I think we need to go back to that. I think we need to go back to that because 
I'm not saying I'm going to preach every Friday, please. Okay? But you, you will probably see that even in the way we share our testimonies, we're checking the heart. Because everything comes down to that. They are so free now, darling. Their hearts are so clean. They are so clean and so, so free that this next, this next set of worship that we're going to get into is going to be even more powerful because we're going to have hundreds of free people worshipping. Come on now. Um, this is the shortest message of the year so far. <laughs> Yeah. It's amazing. She needs to preach next week again. Yes. Um, yes. You're awesome. I really love you. Thank you. Um, hey, you. Hey, where's everyone going? Just relax. It's not it over. He's a band member. I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> Don't you know, get offended, Chris. <laughs> you know, you must understand that a lot of us in the room um, do not come from other faiths. We come from other churches. And in... <laughs> <laughs> let, let me say this, you, you come from other fathers who've had certain mindsets or certain lenses of life where, for example, kids are not supposed to be in the room. Kids are not supposed to make a noise. It, it disturbs the Holy Spirit. No, it disturbs the guy standing We love here. kids. We love kids in the room, to be very honest. But I'm just trying to say, there's certain value systems that we come from that, that we bring into a room like this, that we expect life as a church to be like that. The reason why you left that place to come here, or the reason why God brought you here today, is so that He wants to set you free from the value system or the culture that you come from. Right? Some, some is very... If you've been part of a church for part of a church for a while, you think that you have an authority sitting in those chairs over what happens with how the church is led. And when it doesn't happen according to what you think should happen, the tendency is for you to get offended. If you can trace back your life to when the problems began, it was when you got offended. Yeah. When your money started running out, it was when you got offended. See, the, the issue is that we think that the pastors don't know what they're doing, man. I've been in church all my life. They should choose these kind of songs. They should let worship go for another five minutes. Another ten minutes. We, what about the presence? What about all spreading long, long messages? I can't come to this church. He's preaching so long the services. See, the, 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 this language is a language of offense. It, it doesn't say, well, I've come to a place where people love the one that I truly love with all my heart. And if we are in this place forever, it's the most perfect place for me to be in. It's the place where I, I, I love being in the presence of God. I love being with God's people celebrating the one who I love the most. 
See, that's the language of a person who's not offended, who's not limited by time, who's not limited by space, who's not limited by, oh, you know, we have kids and we have plans after and we have to, you don't know, pastor, you know, my kid throws a tantrum. Baba, you're, you're offended with how you're bringing up your child. The child is controlling the choices that you make for them. Can I just add something? Yeah, yeah, please. I'll stay at the back over here. <laughs> I think they're offended that we're saying about kids because we don't have. So you don't have the right to speak about kids because you don't experience Now, what it. do you know? What do you know? You don't have children. See, I'm we sensing that. <laughs> what do you know? <laughs> we're sensing that, right? Just because we don't have kids, it doesn't mean we can't. It doesn't mean that God can't speak. Yeah. Listen, you must understand, whether we have kids, we don't have kids, it doesn't matter, man. What matters is we're in the perfect will of God, in the perfect season. I want to tell, I want to set somebody, some women free. Ladies, if you not have kids, and you know, you're the picture of the Indian society or the, you know, aunties the and uncles, oh, you should have children. Why, how come you're not having children? Just tell them to get lost. <laughs> Just. We believe in long life. Yeah, we believe in long life. If God can set Abraham free, he can set your husband free and he can make him. Amen. You know what I mean? <laughs> He can give him energy and vitality. And uh, yeah. But here's the, here's the problem though. Because you don't have kids, you've gotten offended yeah. with God. Yeah. And so now you are, I can't even look at my husband. I'm like, like, come home, it's like, it's like, it's like ugliness all around. You can't even enjoy the gift that God has given you called marriage because you are so offended yeah. because you don't have kids because you don't have a husband. Let, let's go along that road as well. Because some of the single people are like, I don't know, nothing's coming. Just because you don't have a girlfriend or a boyfriend, or just because you don't have a, a fiance or somebody in mind, doesn't mean that you are stuck in life. Trust me, it's, Paul says it's better not to have than to have. But when you do have, there's no other option. It's better to have. <laughs> uh, listen, offense is like cancer. You don't know when you get it. But somebody else has to tell you you are offended. And in a community like this, you know, where we love the truth because the truth sets us free and sometimes the truth can be very sharp. Pastor is not softening his words when he speaks to me. No, it's not me. It's the word. Have you ever read in the Bible, the book of Revelation, what Jesus looks like? His tongue is, is a double-edged sword. And every time he speaks, That's why though you need a Holy Spirit to comfort you. And so we think, no, 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 pastor cannot say anything. Well, if he cannot, then you should not live the Christ life. 
Because every time Christ ministers to you, He cuts everything that you love. And sometimes we love offense more than Him. Yeah. And like what John said, offense is like cancer. And if we are the body of Christ, imagine a body. If there's cancer in the body, it can spread to other parts of the body. And so if we're not quick to operate it and remove it, it can spread. And that's what we're doing today. We've operated on the fence, removed it to stop it from spreading and affecting other people in this church. Amen? Since you're clapping, I'll add one more point for free. Don't have to take an offering for that one. <laughs> um, just think about Saul and David because Kelsey brought it up. Because of Saul's offense, it hindered someone else from walking in the fullness of their calling. So when you're gossiping, honest truth is you don't think about yourself sorry you're not thinking about another person you're thinking about yourself let me vomit my junk into your ears and we have people that listen to this because they they like vomit on their ears see I'm trying to tell you what it looks like in the spirit when demons come and they throw words at you it's like it's like green gunk on your ears and when people are spending time with the devil too long they cannot speak anything positive they're just pessimistic all the time that's a good word no don't, don't clap don't no, no, okay don't worry about it if you're clapping clap for Jesus no I'm not you, know, just, you can clap if it's a good word but please understand this that you can hinder someone else from walking in the fullness of God's call over their life just because you're offended. Husbands and wives, this works tremendously in your marriage. If the wife is offended, then the husband lives in fear. I don't know what I'm going to get when I go home. Do you understand? And if the husband's offended, the wife, you know, is, is like really like, I need my husband to lead. <laughs> I'm waiting for his transformation. For a long time, we've been playing this little game. Oh, I wait for him to change. No, no, no. I wait for her to change. No, no, no. Him to change. Pastor, look at his problem. Can you please deal with him? Make him right. Not him as in her. That's her, not him. But the, when you come into the word of God, and you allow the word to read you, God's looking for you to take responsibility over your own life. He's looking for you to take responsibility for all the seeds that you have allowed to get into your heart. Because every time a seed of offense fills your heart, the seed of God has no place. That's why you walk into a church like this and you're bored. Because there's no space for the word of God to get into your heart. See, when, when we first started the church, uh, or when God started this church, <laughs> we wanted to go to New Zealand. Really, I mean, when God said He wanted a new thing, I was like, okay, what is it? When I found out what it was, I was offended. What? I was like, we were happy. And He's like, hey, son, I need you to deal with this. And everything that people told us gave us valid reason to be offended. 
it gave us like I was 100% sure I'm not making this up people would come to us and tell us stories and stories and stories of what people are saying about us and and what people are doing and all that kind of stuff and in that moment we had a choice to believe them or choose to reject the word and every time people came to us and told us something negative about another pastor or another person from another church we said listen we don't want to any part of it we just left everything left everyone because it was so full of poison that if we did not life would not happen life would become exactly like the previous place life would become like the previous church that you came from you can make life different by choosing to not believe the lie by choosing to not believe gossip by choosing to not allow the word negativity that comes in from outside to come and fill your heart you can make that choice Kelsey and I made the choice and we're free from any condemnation we're free from any guilt trip we're free from any of this rubbish that happens in church politics in fact we're so happy not being involved in any of the drama because we're that so in busy. itself offends people the fact that we're not offended actually offends people for people yeah they would come people would come to us and say why are you not offended why are you not hurt brother you don't understand I have the joy of the Lord Amen. on the inside. Can't you can't offend a dead man? That self died on the cross. So don't resurrect him with lies. Because only lies will resurrect a dead man. But the truth, the spirit of life gives life to the new man. And God has called this church to be a, a new creation. A new creation in Christ and I really feel like today God wants to really deal with the lies and honestly this week would be a week where you get tested for sure 100% but you should love the test because every time you pass the test there's always a promotion there's always Amen. an increase and Amen. I really believe God is setting this church up for a, for a season of increase not about not about numbers we were never about numbers but I'm interested in the quality of the people of God in this yeah. room the quality so I'll leave it up to you now yeah. yeah we're gonna get into worship again and you you can stand